Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Oh, skin of our teeth, that one. Skin of our teeth, but what a turnaround. Um, I'm going to have to uh, have to warn you in advance. I'm a bit ill at the moment. got a bit of a cold. So I might be quite congested, do a bit of coughing and that. But we're here. Spurs have done it. Spurs have done the business. Was a bit worried after that first half. Wasn't very good at all. Um, but doesn't matter, does it? All that matters is the final score. And we move up the table. Move into the Champions League places. Brentford are a myth. All this sort of talk about them being this force for good in the Premier League. Thomas Frank being somebody to be lauded. Boring. Awful, terrible football. No vibes there whatsoever. I hated them. Malpay. Weirdo. Well, they're making one with Spurs for. But the thing is, ultimately, it proved to be their undoing. Because it obviously, obviously pissed our players off. Pissed them off. So, you know, there you go. That hasn't worked out very well for him, has it? Um, I just can't believe. I, I, honestly, I can't. I couldn't believe the manner of that. I couldn't believe how we turned that one around and got that back. I'm bloody glad that we did. I hate Brentford. I've always hated Brentford. I've never bought into the romanticism with them. I don't like them. Never have done. And I'm just delighted that we've done them. I can't. I just can't stand them. Um, Oh, that's good. That was good. I mean, it was, it was a. Let's be honest. It was a ropey performance. It was. It was a dodgy performance from Spurs. We got the job done. We did, and I know that's the sort of the important thing people always say. But it was not very good. Like we weren't great. We were not good tonight. I don't think we had a couple of little spells, obviously, where we were very good. But then, for the most part, we were really quite bad. My hair is all over the shop tonight. Um. Oh, I don't even know where to begin, really. I don't even know what to make of that game, other than talking about how much I don't like Brentford. <laughs> I I don't know. Princess Diana, hello. I need to do that Ian Wright meme right here, but Princess Diana says we're a hot mess and I love it. And that's kind of, that's kind of where I am, I think. That is kind of where I am, because that was not good. The, the the people who we usually rely on to be really good were not. Kulisevsky is in a bit of a funk at the moment. I, he might be knackered. Like he's picked up a lot of the slack lately, hasn't he? Um, Romero, I don't think was great this evening, if I'm being brutally honest. I think Vicario, did Vicario maybe have a bit of a whiffy game? A doggy definitely did. Um, it's a funny one. It is a funny one. Um, but you can tell that whole... I, I just... I don't... I, I've got to throw back to that. I don't get it. I don't get Malpe and Tony 
why would you turn up at Spurs? As I tweeted, like, I, I don't really like this. Like, London is one of the biggest cities on the face of the planet, right? To call to call Brentford against Tottenham any sort of derby, a derby which would hint at a level of proximity that would, you know, mean there's a sort of split family, split divide, all that type of thing, is disingenuous. Like, obviously, you can look at a map. If you're not from the UK, you can look at a map and see how big London is, but often you don't get that experience of having actually been there. Like, Tottenham, considering Tottenham and Brentford as like some sort of rivalry, because they're both in London, just it just doesn't make sense. It's just, no, nah, it's just not, it isn't a thing. Um, and it's one of those bugbears of mine. It's one of those bugbears when you hear on TV when they'll call like Spurs against Fulham a London derby and stuff. It's like, well, I get it. Technically, you're correct. But in any other sense, this is not a rivalry. It's not a derby at all. And neither is Tottenham against Brentford. But Brentford are just one of those teams that are full of just like dickhead players, really. Like, they just are. Malpe's a dickhead. Even Tony is. De Silva's been a fucking wrong and with us before. And he's, you know, spoken about his love for Arsenal and all that sort of thing. It's one of those teams, aren't they? One of those grubby, boring teams that neutrals are going to get behind. Oh, because, you know, they've not really ever been in the Premier League before. And now they've been up here for a couple of years and... Yeah, they're not quite as fun anymore, are they? But we'll still sort of get behind them and we'll still pretend like they're some sort of fairy tale, even though they are a London-based club that have got a fairly big stadium and spend a bit of... I mean, they don't... No, they don't. I can't, I can't say that, actually, in good faith. I can't... Brentford don't actually spend that much money, really, at all. But... I just can't stand them. I can't stand the, the rhetoric around players like that about players around teams like that clubs like that I just can't stand them they're tin pot they're nothing they're an irrelevance like I don't care see also Luton I I don't care all this is a proper old fashioned ground no it's not it's a shithole like (laughs) I don't care why am I supposed to care about Luton because they've got a, a, a stadium that's behind some houses great I I really, I'm not bothered. I don't care. I don't have to like these teams. I don't have to show respect to them because, no. It's, it's competition. It's football, right? It's a pastime. It's an escape, right? These clubs, yes, they mean stuff to their fans and they mean stuff to communities and whatever. But at the same time, no. They don't need to be treated with reverence. Brentford certainly don't with their identikit red and yellow shit old stadium do one come in come into Tottenham doing darts doing dart celebrations like you're something you got let go from Brighton mate like what are you playing at I liked it when you were winding up Arsenal I can't I can't I can't lie but you'll come into the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium doing dart celebrations Ivan Tony coming to the Tottenham Hotspur Ivan Tony has the gall to come and start trying to mug other people off. And I did love the chant, wasn't it? Uh, I think Spurs fans were saying, <laughs> Ivan Tony should have cashed out, which I thought was uh, was pretty good. I mean, I understand it's problematic to make fun of gambling and whatever, but whatever, fuck off. Um, 
he's a Premier League footballer, all right? He's a Premier League footballer who lost money. I know that doesn't make people immune from problems, but come on, there's a world of difference. Anyway, before I dig that hole any deeper, um, I'm just delighted. I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing that we've done them. Buzzing that we're moving up the table. Look, I would say of any other club, I would say like I've been saying of Liverpool for most of this season, right? They're not really playing that well. When I watch Liverpool play, they don't look that good, but they're getting the job done and that's the sign of a good team. And it's harder to apply that lens to your own team, right? I know, I know, I, I, I was about to say I don't think Spurs were actually that poor tonight, but I do think Spurs were quite poor tonight. I'm not going to lie. Few unforced errors, generally just kind of sloppy. But I think it's going to take a bit of time, right? It's going to take a bit of time. Now we've got most of our players back for everybody to kind of gel again, for everybody to remember everyone else's rhythms a bit. It's just one of those things. It just happens, right? We still don't have Saar back either, who I think we are all starting to come round to the idea is way more important to the team than I think any of us really gave him credit for. Um, and I've been going on about him all year. I absolutely love him. Well, I'm not even going to claim that I would have foreseen quite quite the impact his his sort of, you know, what is it? Absence, that's the word I was searching for. Absence would have had. Um, because he is that glue, isn't he? He is metronomic in some ways. And you've got to love him, man. You gotta love Papo Matasar. <sighs> I just, you know, top four, top four now. We're only three points behind the Arsenal. Three points behind Manchester City, who do have a game in hand. In fairness, but still, it's all looking okay for Tottenham Hotspur right now. Aston Villa have sort of. On the way. That's funny though, isn't it? Yeah, same goal difference as Villa. 13 wins, 4 draws, 5 losses. Interesting. Tale of two seasons, if you like. A tale of two seasons, indeed. Um, but I think we're alright. I think we're okay. I think we need to come up to speed. Like I say, I think we need to come back up to speed with one another. I think... Bentenko still doesn't look fully fit. Madison doesn't look fully fit. Werner is a new signing and was good tonight. I'm not taking, don't take anything away from that. Not great in the first half, but second half was absolutely feasting. He was loving it. He's, you know, slowly getting to grips with what it is that we're trying to do. It helps that people are actually passing the ball to him um, in this game, allowing him to show what he can do. Johnson, Come on, hopefully silenced a few critics. Good good boost for himself, for his own kind of confidence there tonight. To come off the bench, get a goal. Do a mocking dart celebration back to Neil Malpay. Having a nice little moment with James Madison. Do you know what I mean? Showing him, look, I was doing that. I was making, he, he was quite sweet, really. He was doing that like, look, see, I was making fun of him for you, James. See what I was doing, mate. I, was, I think Madison was like, yeah, mate, nice one. Sort of gave him that huggers in like, yeah, right. Come on. I got I got what you were doing. It's all right. Now, do you know what I mean? Snap out of it. Start playing well all the time. Um, Spurs Simpson says, Malpay is a see you next Tuesday. Well, I never. That's very rude, isn't it? 
Peter Drury. I wonder if that's the Peter Drury. I don't think he would have been quite as to the point as this. He said poetic justice. I think there would have been somewhat more of a soliloquy, wouldn't there? Where at the actual Peter Drury. Um, I can't. Let's have a look. Crazy how Norgard was still on after the amount of bookable fouls he made. Yeah, I mean, the re- what the fuck was that at the end? Yama look, whatever. Is that what? Is that his name? Let me see how it's, how it's pronounced. I'm pretty sure it's Yama look, isn't it? But he, at the end, just dived dived into Destiny a Doggy with his elbow. Made no attempt. Made absolutely no attempt there to challenge for the ball or anything like that just elbows elbowed a doggy straight in the face no red card like they say Norgard is just you know made foul after foul tonight it was weird um, Simon Rush says I've always been quite ambivalent about Brentford but Malpe and their captain fucked me right off yeah Malpe does that doesn't he He's a shit house. He's a shit house, and we might have to take our med. I know I'm going on about him, but we might have to take our medicine on that because he wound up Arsenal something special a few years ago, and I was, I was absolutely loving that. So we'll see. Um, what what um, says the last twenty minutes were torturous. They were. They were disgusting. Um, It was one of those where I just kept... I was watching the telly, but I kept refreshing my phone as well just to see if, like, the score somehow... If anybody had said anything on Twitter before it came out on the broadcast because there's a bit of a delay. Because I just, I just wanted the game to be over. When it was going when it was going into, like, 96 minutes, I was like, just just show me. If, there's, if they're going to score, I just want to see it written there in black and white on Twitter. Goal, 3-3, Brentford. That kind of... You know you know when official accounts, when, when football official accounts just do the... Exactly when they stick just to the facts. When the opposition team gets a late winner or a late equaliser. Goal, 3-3, Brentford. That's just... I just... That was the way I wanted to process that if that was going to happen. I didn't want to see it live. I didn't want it rubbed in my face. I didn't want it to be Malpe wheeling away, chucking darts in the faces of all of our players. I wasn't here for that. I wasn't here for ripping my telly off the wall tonight. Do you know what I mean? Um, oh, you're hard. William Gardner says, thanks for doing these videos and pods, Joe. That's all right, William, mate. Thanks for your support, lad. Um, Appreciate it. Joe Batty says, it's mental how much we miss Saar. He drives from the midfield, but also sets the tempo so well. We looked so slow in the first half. It was so dull. Uh, yeah, man. Like, I just, I love Saar. I really do. Like I say, he does set the tempo. He does drive. And he also, as I always go on about, I always think he drops back and always provides an option for our defence. Always provides an outlet for the defenders to move the ball, shift the ball on get us on the counter-attack or just get us on the attack. I love him. What a player. Um, Liam O'Brien says, I know they did their bit, but between Richie and Werner, do we have the two greatest scuffers in the league? Uh, Look, I'm not here for it tonight. I'm not here for it tonight, Liam. 
leave the lads alone, all right? Although I did have a pop at Richarlison in the first half because he, he was winding me up a bit. Um, Idris Jaffrey, Kulu not running down the corner twice in the last five minutes. I nearly pulled my hair out. Um, Grant Echo Sonic, what a nothing team Brentford are. They really are. Like, they really, really are a nothing team. Spurs Simpsons, you might as well say Watford is a derby match. I mean, probably is more than Brentford, if anything, really. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's that, oh, it definitely takes closer. So, but then proximity. Proximity isn't always a good gauge because one of those like weird, is a good bit of pub quiz trivia here for you. More often than not, and it might change when there's somebody like Leicester's in the league. I'd be interested to see. But more often than not, when Ipswich are in the Premier League, their closest game is usually Tottenham. Um, so, you know. I don't think that holds up every single time. And this is maybe one of those more outdated facts. This is probably from the last time. I, when were, I can't even think when Ipswich were last in the Premier League. 2001 maybe around that sort of time I remember Ipswich having a really good get, really good season they had a, a lad called Marcus Stewart I think it was and he had one of those like mad seasons where he scored he didn't win the golden boot but I think he came close maybe got about 15 to 20 Premier League goals I want to say and got I think they actually ended up finishing about fifth Ipswich it was really random and then got a, a place in the UEFA Cup, Europa League, the next year, and got a game against Inter Milan. I don't think I'm creating all of this history. I'm pretty sure this happened. It was one of those sort of pretty mad things. Um, and I want to say this was around about 2001, but at that point, I do remember hearing that their closest league fixture was against Tottenham. So I throw back to my original point that proximity doesn't always determine a rivalry or a derby. Look at the, what is it? The M3 derby or whatever it is. The one Palace and Brighton. Um, but yeah, interesting stuff. Carazzo Suarez says, love it, doggy. So do I. I do love him. I do love him. Um <laughs> Uh, Adandad777 says, did TNT show Malpay's celebration? I don't know, mate. I don't know. I, I, I Honestly, I really don't know. Maybe. Um, Grant Echo Sonic says, is there a Twickenham derby? Uh, I mean, maybe, yeah. Get get Brentford playing Harlequins. There we go. That'd be, that could be their, that could be their derby, couldn't it? Um, if honestly, if Noosa fancies that, good luck to him. <laughs> yeah, um, Brentford don't spend money. Willing to match us on the Brennan deal and bid thirty mil for Noosa. Um, Brentford will end up just like Charlton. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me really. Um, just trying to see. <laughs> Madison has apparently just said to BT Sport, Malpay doesn't have enough goals of his own, so he's had to nick my celebration. I mean, yeah, I, I, there's something in there. I, I see what he's, I see what he's going for there, Madders, and I, I'll, I'll allow it. It's a bit cheeky, you know, so it's, it's fine. Um, 
because I might all if I was being pedantic, which I can be at times, I might say Malpe scores too many goals. He needs to have another celebration, so he'd steal someone else's because he's gotten so bored of using the same one, maybe. But I guess you can flip that. You can, can't you? Because you can say, well, he hardly ever scores, so he's not prepared. He can't think of a celebration to use, so he's going to have to work both ways. Sorry, Madders. Sorry for doubting you, lad. Sorry for doubting you. Um, William Gardner says, again, Spurs are a 6 out of 10 tonight. The team needs to gel. Honestly, um, 6 out of 10 is probably even being kind. I think they they can get that. They can, because of that, that little period where they absolutely blitzed Brentford, got the three goals. They deserve something for that. It's a good test of character that um, to go and do that to them. But the overall performance, not very good, was it? Not very good. Um, someone get Jack a Lemsip. Poor bloke. I know. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I don't know. It's just annoying. I've got a real pig of a cold. But I haven't. Do you know, do you know what this cold is? This is one of those ones where it's desperate to get me. It hasn't quite managed to like break through, but it's there. It's like hanging about outside my front door. And it's it's trying to knock it down, but it's not done it, right? But it's currently messing up the front garden, scaring off the postman, that sort of thing, right? This is a really strained metaphor, which is kind of my speciality. Not quite as much as Bardi from The Exchange, but, you know, I think he is the real king of a strained metaphor. But uh, <laughs> um, this, uh, so I'm feeling a bit fatigued. I've got a bit of congestion here. But it's not quite got me. I'm trying not to snort as well. I'll let you in behind the curtain. For your listening pleasure, I'm trying not to snort. Because it's, it's deeply unpleasant. So it's leading to me having the, you know, the thing. Um, Phil Mayo says, why do we wind teams up so badly? We just play football. Uh, we don't do a lot of chippy stuff, but everyone seems to have it in for us. Because you know what, mate? Because you know what? I think, honestly, I think... If you want me to really go deep on this, I think there is something really in us, in the British psyche, and I know not all of these players are British, but all of these clubs are English at least. Let's say, let's say the English psyche. I'm not going to bring in our, our, our Scottish, Welsh and Northern Irish brethren into this, right? Because they don't really usually want to be associated with us anyway, in fairness, so... But there's something, something in this kind of Middle England psyche of we we just like people being where they should be, fitting into my narrowly prescribed vision of the world and how things work. And I don't like change and I don't like things being different. And Tottenham have always, always had that thing about them where they're like, we want to be better than just bog standard we are dreamers we are going to shoot for the moon the rest of you might be happy oh we don't want to win the league we just want to show up and you know whatever no to dare is to do it's always been our motto and i think people are just rattled by that people hate the idea of people putting their head above the parapet they hate it they hate it maybe it's maybe it's not just an english thing maybe it is universal I don't know. Anybody else who's not from England who's watching right now, please tell me if this is just a, a, a universal trait amongst people. 
But I think people hate that about Spurs. People hate that. The Spurs fancy themselves. I remember, what's his name? That bald Arsenal fan. He's done it again. I can't remember his name. But I saw him on something once. One of these like North London Derby preview type things that one of the content aggregators puts out. And he was going off on one saying like, oh, I fucking hate Tottenham. Not just because they're our rivals, but they just don't know their place. They don't know their place in the pecking order. They always think they're something. They're always talking themselves up. They're always saying next year we're going to be something. But you never are something and you can't accept that. And I was just thinking like, you weird fucking Tory. What are you going on about? And the same with Gary Neville as well. Gary Neville is another one that does my nutting with this. Gary Neville's always going on about, oh, you can't you can't attack Manchester United. If you to- Remember that? Earlier on in the season, when we beat them, when we beat them, Second game of the season, was it? Um, and after the first half, when we sort of went all out, gave away a few opportunities to them. And at halftime, it was him and Roy Keane, but mostly him, giving it all the, you can't do that to Manchester United. You cannot come out and attack. Oh, this Tottenham team, who do they think they are? And I'm like, what are you going on about, mate? What are you talking about? What absolute gubbins brain rot are you fucking spouting here? Right? Like, like you're a football team. It waxes and wanes. You're not a constant. Like, this is the thing. People just view this stuff as constants. They forget that before Alex Ferguson rocked up, Manchester United had been shite for half a century almost. Like, what are you talking about? Like, Alex Ferguson came in and changed the mindset of the club and gave you all that success. So what are you saying? That can't happen to somebody else. You know? Like, and where where do we count history? Like, first first semi-professional, or it might have been, might, I can't remember if it's amateur or semi-professional, if you know your history indeed. Either one of those to win the FA Cup. First team in the century, last century anyway, 20th century, to win the double. First English team to win a European trophy. Might be the first British team to win it. Or was it Celtic? I think it might have been Celtic. But we're definitely the first English team to win a European trophy, right? First team, first team ever to win the UEFA Cup. So I'm just tired of this fucking rhetoric just because we've not been that good in the Premier League era. The Spurs are some sort of bobbins club that just needs to know its place in things. Fuck off, do one. Um, I think one of the other reasons why, if I'm being, again, I said I was going to go deep on this after that bit, Phil. Um... I'm going to say this and I'm not going to expand further on it because I just want to be incendiary like that. I think probably one of the other reasons that everyone hates Spurs is anti-Semitism. Um, but I'll, I'll I'll just leave that there. Um, Ipswich's good season was 2000-2001. Uh, um, that's from Spurs Simpsons. I've thought as much. Um, Mikey Crummy says Romero was an absolute rock. Uh, I mean, yeah, he, he was good at the end towards the end, but I, I mean, he wasn't that. I mean, a doggy did mess up for Brentford's goal, but so did he. Like, he, he it wasn't very good defending there, in my opinion. Um, what did I make of Kulu and Madders in the middle together? Felt, I don't know, felt a little messy, didn't it? I think it seemed to be that Kulu actually started to look better when he moved out to the wing. It felt like he was having more of an influence on the game because um, I think he did move out to the wing during the second half, didn't he? Um, I don't know. O- o- 
O Whitefoot, um, who I'm pretty sure is Ollie Whitefoot, says Brentford deserve that for Thomas Frank's constant open mouth gum chewing. He does, but do you know? I think uh, there is there is one person who is worse than that for sideline kind of managerial mouth antics, and that is Pep Guardiola, who always always juggles a little pearl of saliva on the tip of his tongue. And the camera will always cut to him going like like that. And it will be there, balanced on the tip of his tongue. And I'm always like, is that chewing gum? And it's not. It's like a horrible little pearl, pearl of phlegm or saliva that, for anyone watching, can see he's juggling around in his mouth and will spit it out. And it's utterly repulsive. It's utterly repulsive. Um, so, Pep, you might be a very good football manager, but you... Your pearls of saliva on the on the touchline, mate. Not good. Not good. Um, <laughs> Drew Spencer says, I think this might be your best pod of the season. More ranting in future, please. Um, if we lose, I'll tell you what, if we lose before the end of... If we lose a horrible game, what I would do, um, Drew, is I will do like that Dan Kilpatrick, Arsenal person lad and sit in my car and shout for 10 minutes about Tottenham all right I'll do that Lee Judges I've just been told is that he's done it again um mug um apparently he's actually a very nice guy that's what I'm saying but for all intents and purposes he's uh Arsenal rotter um all says they have a lovely chicken tikka pie at Ipswich on the on a Boxing Day. Do they do they only have that on a Boxing Day? I don't know. Um, I love a ground. I love a ground behind some houses. I do. I'm just making the point that like I I love like do you know what I mean? I love a bit of stadium porn. Don't get me wrong. But number one, Luton's isn't actually even that nice anyway. It's not. It's not a proper. For example, Fulham's some of Fulham's old stands are proper old fashioned stands, right? And I get that. Luton's is just like a corrugated iron monstrosity. It's ugly. It's horrible. It's not even that, you know. People say, oh, it's this old institution. Is it fuck, man? Right. And fair play to them. I know their story is nice. They came up from all, all these leagues and stuff. But why do I have to care? I don't have to care. I'm a Tottenham fan. I have no affiliation with Luton whatsoever. I don't care. There's enough things to actually care about in the world, right? Enough actual causes to care about and to to ex- like to expend your emotions upon, right? A football team getting to play in the Premier League one season, right? Is good. It's a good thing for them. It's a good thing for their fans. Let them enjoy it. I don't have to care about that, all right? Fuck Luton. Fuck Brentford. Um Um, I've been up to, I've actually, I've been to, (coughs) I beg your pardon. I've been to Cardiff and back today. Um, just so you know, so I'm a bit tired. I'm a bit delirious. Um, managed to get back just at, well, I'll be honest. I got back about 15 minutes into the first half, but I was streaming. I was watching it on my phone. Loads of people put up, um, if you're ever looking for streams, by the way, Loads of people put streams on Twitter. Um, I probably shouldn't say that, should I? Oops. Oh, no. Um, 
arrest me. I mean, I, t I really shouldn't joke about that. Do you know what I mean? The priorities here. You, you do hear of this stuff and apparently the police are going to come around knocking on doors and stuff. No, no, no we're not going not gonna to arrest, not gonna arrest any of the burglars or the nonces or anything like that, right? We're just going to go for people who are streaming Tottenham against Brentford on a Wednesday evening because Amazon, Sky and the rest of them don't already have enough money. Let's do the players. Let's do the players. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Giulio Vicario. I love you. I love him. I love you. I love him. I do think he was a little bit wank tonight. I think that's maybe the the first time other than, oddly enough, the last time we played Brentford, I do think Vicario was not that good. Wasn't brilliant. Um, spilled a few shots. I think he made, I think he, he was a great save for the Tony shot, which ended up being Malpe's goal. But, Maybe he's been a little rattled by the was he fouled? Could he have been stronger thing with um, Manchester City or, uh, in the FA Cup? I saw somebody, who was it who was saying? Maybe it was the, the View from the Lane podcast, the athletic one. Um, I'm pretty sure they were saying that he needs to, he just needs to sort of rough up a bit he needs to realize that in the premier league a lot of the time goalkeepers are protected and you can just dive into people and claim the ball but i, I sort of don't really agree with it because i was like he's been pretty imperious all season like he's been commanding in the air he's just been brilliant right um but i do wonder if he's a little bit round and I, i'll be honest i couldn't probably really pinpoint exactly why I felt that he was a bit wobbly tonight but I just seemed to recall it just just being an air of him not being as confident in claiming stuff and like I say some of his uh sorry some of his uh saves I felt like he sort of knocked him into into fairly dangerous fairly dangerous areas Christian Romero commanding in that final section as he ever as ever um not great in that first half i didn't think i do think he could have done better for that first goal to be honest um but there you go he gives it his all doesn't he i love that moment um towards the end of the game when he managed to shepherd the ball out when it looked like brentford were gonna 
launch a bit of a counter-attack. He shepherded the ball out. And then him and Porro did that like chest bump into one another. Those two made me think of like two of those mates. That if they saw... Everyone's got those mates, or they used to have those mates back in the day when you, you know, maybe when you were sort of rowdier youth, right? If if you're on a night out or something and, you know, you're at the bar and somebody starts giving you aggro, you have those mates who, no questions. They won't ask a question. They won't say, did you do, what did you do? What part did you play in this? They will just see somebody say something to you or act in an aggressive fashion to you and they pile in. And they just have your back and they are ready to go, right? Those two, Romero and Porra, are completely that for me. They are the two, like... I know people call Romero and Richarlison the Bash brothers at first when they both sort of got united, but I think it is I think it is Porra and Romero. Like, they really are. Those two are just, like, they're cut from the same cloth. They've got that, like, the, you know, the fiery Latin blood, Caliente and all that. Like, they're just, they're... They're lads. They are like, and they, you know, class. Romero as well. Again, for all the, oh shit, no yellow card tonight, no tasty fouls, although right at the end, um, he did, he, he could tell he was desperate to land one on Malpe um, in the closing stages of the game as well. I don't know if you saw it on the sort of, on the halfway line, but like Malpe kind of slipped and then, Romero sort of like wellied the ball in that way of like I'm either going to kick the ball upfield or this ball is going to like twat him in the face either way I'm a winner here um so he did that Pedro Porro yeah decent performance I thought not not you know be brutally honest not not a vintage Pedro Porro performance but it was still good with me I don't have much more to say on him other than that I've already lumped him in with that thing Mickey van der Ven um it felt like something of a sort of quiet evening for him. Is that fair to say? I don't know. Um, which is probably a good thing. I can't really think of anything particularly stand out that he did, but we know that Mickey van der Ven's brilliant, so I'm not saying this in any way to cast any shadow over him or suggest that he wasn't very good. Um, I just It feels to me like all of our defending... And every time the ball was in our half of the pitch, it always felt a bit panicked. Um, and we usually rely on Van de Ven and Romero to add a bit of stability and add a bit of strength to proceedings there. And it felt like that was lacking a little bit um, to die. So maybe they're just, you know, got to remember Van de Ven is coming back from a lengthy layoff as well. So, and he was very good against Manchester City. So... I don't know. It feels like I'm digging him out and I don't I don't really mean to. Um but equally I can't in good faith sit here and be like, ah, he was class tonight, he was brilliant because you know. Um Joe Batty says, I feel like we played out of the back much less this game. Um uh, maybe because we didn't have Saar, but Vicario was good at it. Um could be appear could be why he appears worse. Yeah, maybe actually. Um Destiny a doggy. 21 years old, his first season in the Premier League. Good goal, good on, good on him. Um, well worked, fought hard for that, lovely finish. Defensively, a night to forget, very much so. I tweeted something pretty milk toast to the effect of what I just started there. 21 years old, first season in the Premier League. And I got sort of, don't mean you need to make stupid errors like that. And it's like, yeah, I know, but also... 
Oh, fucking what? He's got credit in the bank. My point was more like mistakes are going to happen. It wasn't like, don't criticise him. I've, I've gone out there and sort of said, don't say anything about him. My point was just, mistakes are going to happen. It's good to have that as context and good to have that as a bit of a reminder, right? Um, Oliver Skip, half a game. I thought he was all right, to be honest. But, you know, he got taken off at half time, So maybe the pace of the game was leaving him behind a bit. Um, Hoiberg did come on and look pretty good. I've got to say, got to say. Peter Drury again says, the elephant in the room, Hoiberg, question mark. Yeah, I suppose so. But I'm happy to always hold my hands up and say... Where I, you know, I, I clearly don't rate Hoybier. I don't. Um, but I'm always happy to say when I think he was all right. And I do think he was all right. I don't think he was, you know, peak Rivaldo or anything. Let's not, you know, let's not run away with this idea. But, you know, he uh, he was good. He, he, was, he was good. Let's say that. Uh, James Madison doesn't look fit fully, but still, my God. What a lovely footballer. How lovely it is to have him back. Um, and how wonderful it's going to be to see him get up to fully fitness. I forget just how good his dribbling is. How good his ball control is in such tight spaces. The way he can weave through defences and still always manage to get a pass off. Um, it really is something. And it's funny. It's funny to see how rattled... I mean, I don't. I don't need to really, you know... It doesn't. It doesn't take much to really understand why, because he rattled me when he didn't play for Spurs. I couldn't stand the fella, um, but he was clearly really under Malpe's skin because not only because of the darts celebration, but they had that kind of little set to, didn't they? At one point where I think Madison was, I think Madison basically went up to him and was just like, "Turn it in, mate. Come on, what are you playing at?" And Malpe really took umbrage to it. He like he grabbed onto him in this weird sort of like aspirational alpha way as in like I can hold you and it was just I don't know he's got he's got weird energy that Malpe lad he's got he's got kind of I listen to Jordan Peterson energy do you know what I mean Jordan Peterson I <laughs> there is a global conspiracy that is stopping men from being men and I'm just here to point that out. Um, Neil Malpe, Neil Malpe, sitting there, like just taking that in after every game. You you can go onto the field and in your in your selected field, you can be the best as long as you leave behind the shackles of the global woke agenda. Neil Malpe there just fucking rocking out to that shit. Somebody, one of his teammates says, what are you listening to, Neil? What are you listening to there? Are you listening to, I don't know, <laughs> Dire Straits or Guns N' Roses to get yourself in the zone for the game? And all that's coming from, all that's coming from his earphones is, you can be the best you that you can be as long as you realise that you are a hunter-gatherer and all that you should eat is meat. <laughs> Ignore the fact that eating a carnivore diet almost killed me. Um, 
Sorry if you listen to Jordan Peterson. No, I'm not going to apologise to you if you do. Um, <laughs> I'm a bit delirious. I think the cold's got me a bit here. <laughs> um, Timo Werner. Good. I thought he was great in this second half. Um, funny that. Who is it? I've got, I've got to see who is it that tweeted this to me because it was brilliant because I said something like, Wiener? Werner's feasting here um, Patrick Shimani said uh, who would have thought playing it into the quick guy and making a run results in chances bang on there Patrick bang on there lad um, I like him you know he's 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 created really all three of our goals are a result of Timo Werner actually scaring them a bit because I think they completely got drawn to Werner for the third one yeah and that allowed Madison the freedom to do what he was going to do as well um I like him I'm I'm fully I'm on the I'm on the Werner train I'm fully there with it you know it's uh I'm here for his success I think like I said before I think he he could be our Lazarus I think Angie's gonna is gonna bring him Bring him up there. Um, Dejan Kulisevsky, I don't know. I, like I say, I think my speculation is at the top. I think he might be... Um, I think he might be... A bit knackered. He's not been very good for the past few games. Um, it just, you know... Nah, you know... <laughs> Robert Glem, I just got. I want to clear this up. Robert Glemmer says, "I love how funny you find yourself." I, I do, and I don't like. What I find funny is just knowing that, like, the people that that will piss off doing the Jordan Peterson thing, it will really piss off, and it might elicit. I've had some. I got called once. Where is it? Oh God, I can't be in the. So in the like, this is this is the moment to bring this up. If you listen to this on Apple. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever it is. I don't listen to it through that. So whatever one it is, I think it's Apple Podcasts that replaced iTunes, didn't it? Leave a review on there. But one of the review, <laughs> one of the reviews on there, which got me, was um, would be all right if the host wasn't so smug and full of himself. A tip- and he called me a typical cornflake crunching fan, which... <laughs> I don't even get as an insult, but it made me laugh. It was quite funny. Um, I do get it. I've I've spoken about this on here before. I have been punched. I've literally been punched. Talking about nights out in your youth and your rowdy youth. I've been punched in the face before. And once it all sort of died down, people are like, what was that for? He said, he's just so smug. That's what he said about me. And I I I don't actually try to be smug. I don't feel that I am, but maybe I just give give that off um but like i say i know and i just i know that most people will find a jordan jordan peterson lampooning whether whether or not you sort of think oh people just jump on his back because of whatever you know whether you actually have a real aversion to him whether you're indifferent on him or whatever most people will be like whatever doing an impression of anybody in the public eye is kind of funny however the real sort of like acolytes of people like him, of like, what's his name? Ben Shapiro. Ben, no, it's more like Ben Shapiro. Um, you know, when he talked about the global woke agenda as well, 
I went to watch Barbie and I didn't like it. Um, Not quite as good as the Peterson one, though. Work in progress. But I know the sort of people that are the acolytes of that really get wound up by that sort of thing. And that's kind of what amuses me a bit more. Um, Rodrigo Bentancur, he uh, doesn't look fit, does he? But it's Rodrigo Bentancur, look. But he just, he doesn't look fit. Um, Joe Batty says, Madison has posted a photo of Malpe doing his dart celebration on uh, on Instagram. Um, good on him. Good lad. Um, <laughs> uh, Richarlison. He was, you know, he was winding me up a bit, a little bit in the first half, but I think that was just me probably looking to be wound up with Richarlison because I sort of bottled doubling down on it because I, I said, like, Richarlison's starting to wind me up again. And my feed was just full of people being like, Richarlison's playing well tonight. Love his endeavour. Love how well he's playing. And it was when I was like, oh, maybe I've had a mare here. <laughs> maybe I've just not been paying enough attention. But, you know, and I just want to be a bit annoyed of him because I want us to sell him and buy someone better. But another goal tonight. Another goal once again. Um, he's in a rich... How many goals has he got now in the Premier League? He must have a few, right? What's that? Eight goals, is that? I'm going to say. Yeah. Eight goals in the Premier League now. Not bad. What's his, let's see what's his best what's his best season. So his best season was 2018-19 and 2019-20 when he got 13 goals. 13 goals in both of those seasons for Everton. He's already on eight for Spurs. So, you know, still got a bit of time to go. I, I, could, I could probably back him to beat that actually. I can't remember what the wager is with the extra inch lads. I think it's 15 goals. And I can see him getting that, actually. Um, so, yeah. Brennan Johnson. Lovely to see him come on. Lovely to see him get the goal. Did he do much outside of the goal? Maybe not. Um, but, you know, he got the goal. Let's get his confidence back up. Love you, Brennan. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Radu Dragushin, um, uh, was barely on, was he? Jamie Donnelly, got to say, I loved him getting his yellow. Nice little tactical yellow card there, pulling down Malpe. Lost his man, pulled him down, nicely done. He did do a little bit of dilly-dallying, actually. He got the, he picked up the ball on the edge of our box, Donnelly, and he just dwelled in possession a little bit and actually almost played himself into trouble. However, he's 19 years old. I'm not going to dig him out for that. I'm just It's just an observation. Um, he's a big old lad, isn't he? He's a big unit. I was thinking that. And he's... You can see why he's getting minutes at the moment. I'm sure somebody like Lily White Rose will know a lot more about these players and everything like that. I mean, I'm certain of that fact. But it feels like Donnelly... You can tell he backs himself. You can tell him that he's got that kind of energy about him where... He feels like he belongs there. So, you know, he's getting minutes. There's been a bit of talk recently. I've seen it on Twitter sort of crop up a little bit. It's funny, isn't it? There's been a little bit recently. I do think... Number, so my, the, I'll make my point first. Is that there's, I've seen a bit of anti... Not anti, but anti-scepticism start to creep in a little bit with the sort of Tottenham discussions on, on Twitter and everything like that. 
and it has surprised me a little bit. And I know people just like a bit of a moan. And I also think the transfer window, coming towards the end of the window, people start to like just lose it a little bit. They start to get a bit wound up and they start thinking, no, 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 when the window's going to close, we need to get one more little thing in here. We need to add something else to this just to make this work a little bit more. I don't entirely disagree. I, I wouldn't say no to us having another player. Um, I've said many times I'm not in love with Conor Gallagher, but it seems like the club are and apparently Andrew Postacoglu is. So if that does happen, then I guess, you know, so be it. I'm not in love with that though. Um, however, what are we doing digging out, Andrew, already? Like, what, what's going on here? Let's just, let's just take it down a notch. Like, let's just see kind of what we're doing right now this season. We're playing brilliantly. We've just come through a period of like having most of our best players gone. Bear with me one second. <coughs> Beg your pardon. And he has definitely sound us through that. So, I don't know. I, I just... I'm not here to tell other people what they can or can't be frustrated with. But we've shown a lot of character there. We've shown a lot of character to hang on there, to beat Brentford. I know before the game you'd say beating Brentford at home, oh wow, well done. But they are still a tricky team. We know that. We know that kind of murder ball that they play is frustrating. And how many times in the past have we seen Tottenham Hotspur Football Club come unstuck against a team that plays in that way, right? Tottenham Hotspur Football Club in the past have gone 1-0 down like we did in this game and the final whistle has gone and it's still been 1-0 to that opposition team. We've seen that plenty of times. West Brom have done that to us plenty of times. Burnley have done that to us pretty sure several times. I'm sure there's other examples of this having been done to us. I seem to recall Hull City doing it once, although it was courtesy of an amazing free kick, but I think Hull did that to us once. The fact that we've managed to, you know, come back and do what we've done, hold on to it, is a good sign of character. Everybody seems to be singing from the same hymn sheet. Let's just give it a rest. It's not. It's not the time now to be to be digging the club out. Yeah, it'd be nice to get another player in before the transfer window closes. But if we don't, we've got a good squad. Nobody's buying players anymore, and Tottenham Hotspur are right. We're in a position to be doing that. We just dropped what is it, thirty odd mil on a centre back. We're probably going to drop fifteen, sixteen mil on Timo Werner in summer, and I know people aren't exactly happy with that one. So maybe that doesn't make much of a case. Um, Billy McGee says Giovanni's free kick for whole year I thought it was he scored one he scored like an almost identical one against Arsenal as well didn't he um, uh, Hacker okay here we go here's an interesting one um, Hacker BLCPS says I'm not an Ange sceptic but I'm an Ange realist sounds like something a sceptic could say Hacker <laughs> um, he's early in his career at Spurs his lineup versus Wolves was terrible. Yeah, I agree. Um, the first half did seem versus West Hammy. Yeah, I, I thought it was a bit dodgy when he took off um, Ben Tenker at half time as well, actually. But show me, didn't he? Um, it was interesting. Oh, yeah. So Ollie Whitefoot says a big show of faith from Ange to, our, to Don Lee on tonight. To put Don Lee on tonight. 
And that's that's that was sort of the nub of my point is that I'd heard some people talking about this lack of a first team pathway for youth players at Tottenham under Ange Postacoglu. I just I don't know if I agree with that, right? I'm not I'm not a hundred percent I agree with that. Maybe these lads just aren't ready, but you know, Don Lee is getting some minutes. It remains to be seen, right? It it does it remains to be seen. Let's wait and see. But I would say I am I'm on the side of I don't agree with that, but I'm not staunchly of that opinion. But still. Look, three points to Tottenham Hotspur tonight. We move up the Champions League. We leapfrog Aston Villa. We move into fourth place. Onwards and upwards. We're only looking up, right? As Ange said, you're saying we can't win the league? When he was when he when Moose said to him that was Tottenham's last chance for silverware gone against Manchester City. That's what Andrew's hoping for. That's what Andrew's here to do. He has sort of reiterated that he doesn't stick around at clubs so long. So maybe he is coming here to just win as quickly as he can. So let's just believe a bit, you know. Let's believe. And I think once once a team, once we're all back together and we start playing football again like we were at the very start of this season which I don't think we're a million miles away from doing. Because bear in mind, we're getting results. We're still, you know, we're winning. We're mostly getting results. And the football is only good in sort of spells. Once we're back to how we were at the very start of the season, which, let's not forget, we were unbelievable. We were absolutely brilliant at the start of the season. If we end the season getting back into that kind of zone, right? You know, I, I don't know. Success could be much. I mean, I I do think Manchester City are probably going to piss the league. Just I just want to say that on record. But we might do all right. Anyway, thank you for listening tonight. Thank you for watching. If you are if you are watching, please like, subscribe, all that type of thing. Um, if you are listening to this, the audio version, Spotify, please leave a rating. It literally takes seconds in the app. All you have to do is leave a rating, five stars as well. Come on, be honest. Um, Apple, whatever it is, Apple Podcasts, rating, review, anywhere you, where you get your podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review, share it, retweets, all of it. Do have a Patreon, as I said, patreon.com slash rtrpod. Sign up, please. If not, fine, I get it, no worries. But please do just share the normal pod. It's much appreciated. Good for Spurs out tonight. Good win. Three points up the table. Up the Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.